people don't understand that there's a cost involved. Oh yeah. You know, like oh, you can, you know, it's just like you know, making T-shirts with your cricket. Yeah, exactly. Dance, monkey, dance. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. Had a really cool weekend. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> looks like uh, looks like the big giant hurricane isn't going to hit either one of us, so that's good. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, for once. Yes. It's not so great if you're in Maine, though. That yeah, like that's kind of weird, isn't it? Well, global warming. It's war- yeah. warmer temperatures of the sea farther north. Right. So, yeah. So what's been going on this week? Oh, not too much. Been working a lot. Been doing some hobby shit. Yeah. Um. Been watching some stuff. What do you want to talk about? What's What's foremost on your mind? What's foremost on my mind? Well, hmm. there there was some decent TV this past week. Yeah. Or streaming, not necessarily TV <laughs> in the traditional sense. <laughs> Uh, what did you think of the fourth episode of Ahsoka? Um, I liked it. Um, yeah. We got some answers to some questions. Mm-hmm. Like who Mark was. And apparently he was right. just a possessed and he was nobody. suit. Right. <laughs> Which, I mean, pays off if you've watched all of the animation stuff. Mm-hmm. If you are familiar with the Night Sisters and um, what goes on on Dathomir, then it makes total sense that Merrick was a, like an undead spirit. Right. I'm sure the people who haven't watched it were like, "What the fuck was that?" But um, yeah, and then it ends in the world between worlds, which was like also in the Lego Star Wars special. <laughs> Well, it's like okay yeah so I have a theory about that but um, we'll get to that in a minute um, okay I like that they brought Hayden Christensen back um, mm-hmm. I'm and I'm glad that he was, was willing to do it um, he was one of those people like Ahmed Best and Jake Lloyd that were hounded mercilessly by the toxic fandom that was Star Wars Right. Um, and so the fact that they're coming back and actually participating makes me feel at least like the story is good enough for them to feel like that they can participate in it. Um, mm-hmm. 
I've seen a lot of stuff online of exactly why Ahsoka is seeing Anakin and not as a force ghost. Right. Like he doesn't have any blue shimmering thing around him. He's got his robotic arm and his lightsaber with him. Right. Um, there lots of nerds are online discussing which lightsaber it is. Lots of people think it's Darth Vader's. Lots of people think it's Anakin's. I just think it's it's the Anakin lightsaber reflects the dark clothes that Anakin is wearing, and I just think it's they they gave him Anakin's lightsaber. Right. Um, but my theory, and I don't know whether or not this, it, it's just, it's more, it's nothing more than a theory at this point, but, um, there's a lot been made about the fact that when they recreated the shot of Ahsoka showing up to get Sabine, that she wasn't dressed in white, like the end of rebels. And so I'm wondering now that she's in the world within worlds, world between worlds, if she's close to death because Balin kicked her off a cliff. Right. Um, and whether or not there's going to be a thing like, Anakin shows her that the only way to get to stop what's happened is to go back farther in the past. And so does she go through a, a portal and become Ahsoka the white, like in the rebels finale. And what we'll get is kind of this, um, replay of, the Ahsoka season so far, but with different okay. outcomes. Hmm. So she, okay. s- she steps through and now instead of like uh, Ahsoka in the gray, you get Ahsoka in the white with the staff. And now she, right. she knows that Sabine is going to give Balin the map. So now she knows hmm. all the steps to take to get to, the other um, universe first or the the other galaxy. Right. I don't know. Like it's a really weird theory that I was thinking of, but I don't know whether or not that's going to come to fruition. So I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of speculation about what's happening and who's coming in the next episode and, yeah, I mean, all that kind of stuff. The cool thing is that, except for the two shots of Thrawn, we've now seen everything in the trailers. Mm-hmm. And so, my only complaint about this show is that there's no Zeb. And a lot of people are bringing that up. There is no reason, after seeing him as a pilot in The Mandalorian, why it couldn't have been Zeb instead of Carson. And why wouldn't Zeb have shown up for that? Like to go help out old friends. Like it just, it makes more sense to me if Zeb had been in it. 
I mean, other than that, I mean, I think the lightsaber fights are great. I think, you know, I think um, Ray Ray Steven Stevens Stevenson. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what his last name is. Um, Stevenson. Stevenson. I think his character is compelling, and I think that um, you know it's it's a different kind of Jedi that we've seen before, and the way that he's playing him has been really amazing in the, in like the star Wars universe. Right. And it also gives chubby guys like me something to cosplay as. <laughs> Cause I mean, yes. I've got the beard. My hair's going gray. I'm just one outfit away from being Balin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, maybe if Balin comes back in season two, they'll cast you since <laughs> Ray Stevenson passed away this year. I got to imagine that if there's a season two and Balin, Balin won't be in it. I don't think that they would do that. I think no. they would they would rather write him out. I mean, if he survives the entire season, too. Right. I mean, there's no there's no you know. saying that he will. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I was trying to, my kid had asked me the other day what I thought of, like how I ranked the Star Wars series, um, that have been on Disney plus. And I gotta say, I think Ahsoka is going to rate really high when all is said and done, if it keeps up with this level, um, so you think it'll be Ahsoka and or and everything else? I think I think I th- thinking about it Mandalorian is going to be up there at least the first season. Because um, okay. it was new and it was different and they were doing a form of storytelling that Star Wars hadn't really tackled before. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that along with Andor and this, um, and then it's going to be like Obi-Wan. Um, I'm trying to think where the, the other ones are. <laughs> I think Book of Boba Fett's probably at the bottom. Um, cause as much as I want a Boba Fett show, it just, you can't do six episodes and two of them be about somebody else. Right. So Yeah, I mean, as long as as long as they keep up this pace and like the storytelling, I can't see how Ahsoka can end badly. Although I'm not one of the toxic fan people, so I'm sure they're they're gonna tell right. me. Right. I mean, where do you rate it as far as what you've seen? Um, it's up there with Andor, I think. Okay. Do you think Andor is like the top of the the heap? Um, right now, yes. Okay. I would say so.
I think it would, right now it's Andor, Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Visions 2, Visions 1, and Book of Boba. Where does Obi-Wan fit? Oh, yeah, Obi-Wan. <laughs> uh, probably below Andor. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Obi Wan had moments of greatness in it, right? Um, but I don't think for everything it stuck the landing. Yeah, and I liked I liked a lot of Obi Wan. I just didn't think that like the characters were defined enough for me. Okay. Like I think Reva could have been a really cool character if they had given her another motivation besides Anakin stabbed me as a child. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but I mean, Disney has already said that they're going to cut down on the number of shows and stuff that they're doing. Right. So who knows if this will get a second season? Exactly. Because, you know, there might be a Rosario Dawson uh, Haunted Mansion series coming up. Is there really? No, I'm just saying that, you know, that would probably cause her to... um, to um what I want to say I'd be a reason for her to to not be available well I mean I think if you look at online though I think Ahsoka has been received very well and I think if anything Disney yeah, would be like well we'll give you money for a movie but we're not going to do another series well and they're also going to release an episode in theaters yeah, which is interesting. It's very interesting. I don't understand why they wouldn't either show everything so far up to that new episode as opposed to just showing, you know, a, a one-hour, you know, 70-minute TV episode in a the theater. Right, yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I saw that and I was like... So it's just an hour. Like, it can't be more than an hour. Right. Because they don't really do that. So we're going to go to, like, a 45-minute screening of something. It, it There must be something amazing in the, in the episode if they're going to do that. Well, one would hope. <laughs> I mean, that happens tomorrow, right? As the recording of this? Is it tomorrow? Tuesday? Tuesday? Maybe. Uh, Yeah, tomorrow at 8 p.m. Ooh. Get your popcorn now. (laughs) So it's airing an hour before it's released on streaming. Uh, yeah, apparently. Interesting. And it's only in a handful of theaters. 
It's, yeah, well, it's not like I mean, it's I'm everywhere. Sure they, no, it's a it's a media thing. It's Boston, Chicago, Dallas, Los Angeles, New York, Orlando, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Seattle, and Washington. Yeah, I mean, it's just a chance to get, you know, girls in Ahsoka headpieces <laughs> out in public. And it's all premiering at the same time. If if it's 8 o'clock on the East Coast, it's 5 o'clock on the West. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, you want it to be... You want it to be released time. at the same time yep. to... You know, cut down on those assholes who like to spoil things. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't usually watch it until Wednesday night. So I got to get through right. all day Wednesday without being spoiled. Mm hmm. Yeah. Same here. People suck. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Yeah, they, I do. I'm, I'm not really sure why Disney moved those premieres to the day before I I think it was to get the press I mean there doesn't seem to be a legitimate reason for moving it up a day no it was just to have you know something to be in the media cycle and like when Loki comes out in October they're shifting it to Fridays yeah. See, I think they're just experimenting and seeing, you know, how much buzz they can generate. Because releasing on a Friday isn't really that good of an idea because you lose Saturday, Sunday well, in and the, the, you know, the news cycle. So why wouldn't you release it, you know, midweek like everything else had been? Right. And somebody's probably going to be more out to watch it on a Wednesday than a Friday if, like, you know, they're going out after work or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But Disney's not making a whole lot of sense, so who knows? Yeah. It's bizarre. Let's see. What else was on this week? Uh, we had only murders in the building. Um, I did not get to watch this week's. So I am. You did not. One oh. Oh, okay. Was it really it's good? good? Okay. It's good. It's not as good as the one with the white room and the musical, but it was good. I won't spoil any of it. <laughs> um, However, did you see all these celebrities coming to the defense of Martin Short I because did. of an article that was on Slate? I did. They called him unfunny. Yeah, and annoying. And annoying. It's like, well, I could see that. And sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Really weird. I have never really been a Martin Short fan. Right. Like, if I've seen something that he's in, it's basically because somebody else is in a movie and he just happens to be in the cast. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I've ever searched out Martin short films or, you know, like, what was it? Father Has of the Bride? Really? 
I was gonna say is has there ever been an actual Martin short film where he carried the film oh see I don't know because he always plays these these weird characters whether it's three amigos or if it's Frank in uh, Father of the Bride um I mean well I mean, I mean three, three amigos is is an ensemble right and he's just kind of a cameo in Father of the Bride yeah um I mean he was he was the main bad guy in the third Santa Claus film. <laughs> I mean I can Yeah, but again, he wasn't the focus of it. No. And and I can see people saying like, yeah, he's kind of annoying. But I mean I do think that the things that he's in the ensemble with like three amigos and only murders and things like that work because he's funny. Right. Uh, he was the main lead in Jiminy Glick in La La Wood. So there's a movie Wasn't, where was that a series or was that a movie? There was a series. There was primetime Glick. And oh, okay. then That's what I'm there was of. a movie called Jiminy Glick in La La Wood. Okay. So one. <laughs> oh, he was he was also in John Mulaney's series, where he played kind of a uh, annoying character. <laughs> okay. I mean, his character yeah, in Only Murders see... is kind of annoying. I can't say there's any one of his characters that's endearing. <laughs> that's true. It's, I mean, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's something that would, he would take as offensive. No, and I mean, people keep putting him in stuff. It's not like his career has mm-hmm. suffered for it. He's play, he plays a type. Right. And he's, he's, funny in those circumstances so I'm not really sure you know what that was all about other than people trying to get headlines I think that's all it's about he's played himself in a bunch of things <laughs> he has I mean I'm not saying that he's he's like never been in the movies but he's always a supporting character and you know I mean that's what works for him because he's allowed to play these crazy people with all these quirks you know whether it's Ed Grimley or Jiminy Click or uh, who's the 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 albino Jackie something or other yeah you know I mean you know I mean even Dana Carvey was was the lead of uh, Master of Disguise, and you know we know how great his career has gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I also think that the chemistry between him and Steve Martin works very well. Uh huh. And so you know you have Steve Martin, who's his friend, and is like, "Hey, I'm doing this thing. Be in it with me." You know, he's doing a lot of that stuff. Right. I'm surprised there was never an Ed Grimley movie. 
There was a TV show. There was a TV show, yes. I mean, there was a goddamn Pat movie. Do you remember Pat from Saturday Night Live? <laughs> I, t- I worked in the movie theater when that was out. I remember Pat the movie very well. I mean, that's, you know, and Ladies Man got a movie, and, uh, yeah. I don't think there was a Goat Boy movie, though. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it's the thing. I, so, I mean, when you look at... From what I remember of the Father of the Bride movies, I want to say that his role was larger in the second one. Well, yeah, because he stole so much of the focus in the first one that they just expanded it. Right. So I think that's I think that's his kind of like his. His shtick is like he's going to come in and like. They're going to they're going to put him in situations where he can be kind of outrageous. And then if there's a second one, he gets a bigger role. Right. Apparently, the Martin Short show only lasted three episodes. Hmm. That's too bad. Martin Short plays a comedian who hosts a sketch show while balancing his work life and home with his wife and children. One season three episodes it was him Jan Hooks okay um Brian Doyle Murray was in it Steve Martin was in an episode Eugene Levy was in an episode George Went Casey Kasem so was on NBC well you can watch these on on uh yeah, you can watch these on uh, YouTube. Oh, can you? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. So now I just have I to I do not up, remember it. Um, So, I mean, according to Celebrity Net Worth, if you want to believe what they say, his net worth is $50 million. I mean, it seems like being annoying has really paid off for him. Right. Did he say anything about the article or was it just people coming to his defense? People coming to his defense. So, I mean, he's probably laughing about it. He's probably like, who fucking cares? Interesting. Um, since you brought up net worth, yeah. Do you know who is the wealthiest female actress? Um, you will never, in a million years, guess this unless you saw the article. I didn't see the article, but I will take a guess. Okay. Um. Julia Louise Dreyfus. Nope. No. All right. Nope. Who? It is a, a comedic actress. Okay. Um. Who did do some some drama? Comedic actress that did drama. Hmm. Um. A lot of people find her annoying. 
Oh, um. Oh God, what's her name? Oh, uh, I don't know. I can't think of the name. Hit me with it. Uh, hit you with it? Yeah. Jamie, Jamie Gertz Jamie has a net Gertz? worth of eight, net worth of eight billion dollars. How? She owns the Atlanta Hawks with her husband. Oh. Okay. Yep. Wow. She was in Square Pegs, where she played Muffy Tepperman. She was in The Lost Boys. She was in um, Twister. She was in Twister, yep. I yep. gotta go. Cow. We've got cows. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So anyway, yeah, $8 billion. Wow. Her husband is... Tony Wrestler, who I guess he's got a hedge fund, it says he's the co-founder of Apollo Global Management and Aries Management, which have five hundred to three hundred billion dollars in assets. Holy shit! Yeah, can you imagine if you just took ten cents off of every deposit? <laughs> Superman three style. Yes, exactly. I mean, exactly just, but like, imagine being in a position where you're an actress in Hollywood and parts are starting to dry up because of the, all, all the Hollywood bullshit of like older women can't act or whatever. And then Mm -hmm. like, like instead of fading into nothingness, you marry a dude and you're just a billionaire you're like, I don't have to do fucking shit anymore. Right. And you just enjoy your fucking life. Yeah, yeah, she's been married since 89. That's amazing. Good for her. Um, how do you sp- There it is. Okay. I am wondering what her... Oh, she's still kind of acting. Yeah. Oh, imagine acting and like not giving a fuck. <laughs> mm. Like whatever. Okay, this we're not getting picked up. All right, that's fine. Right. Say so, all right, I'm just going to go, you know, fill the hot tub with Krugerrands and <laughs> lounge in it. You want me to do this movie? I'll work for scale. I don't give a fuck. Right. Good for her. Yeah. You I don't mean... see her in the press making stupid comments about people and politics and all that bullshit. And since we're talking about TV, there was another uh, article that was posted today. Do you remember when HGTV bought the Brady Bunch house and had a, a renovation show about it? Yeah. They put it up for sale last May with a listing of five point five million. Okay. And they actually paid three point five million. It only sold for three point two million, which is still less than they paid for it. 
not including the uh, the renovations, which was almost $2 million. I mean, why would you want to live in that house? Exactly. Exactly. Well, Lance Bass wanted it. Still, like, so it was, they, they did, like, a complete makeover to make it into the exact same house as the Brady's, right? Right. Right. But they never filmed inside that house. Everything they right. filmed was on a soundstage. Right. And it was just the exterior. Yep. So like, and if, if from what I remember from the pictures that I saw, the inside of that house was not as big as what was depicted on the soundstage. No, they had to like add on to the house to do things like Greg's room in the attic, which ended up not being in the attic. <laughs> It was it was weird. So like even even in the show, like the. And this was what I never understood, like like Mike Brady built that house for his family. Right. And he shoved three kids in one room and three kids in the other. And they only had one bathroom for the six kids and the two parents. Right. And so like you had this giant living room and a den for the dad so he could work. Right. But like the kids all had to sleep in like fucking bunk beds and it was like, uh, okay. So extrapolating off of that, like why would you want to spend millions of dollars for a three bedroom house in fucking California? And that that is styled in the style of the seventies. Mm hmm. Uh, just for the staircase and that that stained glass window, <laughs> the fireplace. Uh, okay. You know, mom's favorite vase. <laughs> Mom always said, "Don't play ball in the house." Uh huh. But I mean, look, the they were able to to um, fake a haunting in that house they were able to fake a UFO in that house. Right. So, I mean, there are things that you could do with it, but nothing that would be like fun in this day and age. Yeah. Now, if Castle's apartment came on the market, (laughs) I'd consider that. Would you? I would. Are there pictures of the renovated Brady house online? Uh, I'm sure there are. Uh, all right. That's the outside. I want to see the inside. Damn it. House inside. Yeah. I just wouldn't want to live in that house. It's fucking ugly. Why not? <laughs> yes, very bizarre. Weird. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures. It's just not. That's not appealing. No, it's it's a time capsule. Yeah. I mean, I could see if they could turn it into an Airbnb 
and you know get a couple thousand dollars a night to stay in the Brady house but somebody actually living in it they would have to go and gut the place and start over again I would <laughs> so leave the outside as it is that's fine but I want did, so did they ever show pictures of what it looked like before they renovated it they did at the time. Did they take a really nice house and fuck it up? No, it was it was a time capsule then. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm looking at pictures. Yeah. Because that would have been a real travesty. Like somebody spent all this time and money to kind of like. Oh. Oh, that's that's even more disturbing. Right. Maybe the Oh, holy shit. What? I can't I can't even describe it. If <laughs> If you do a Google search for renovated Brady Bunch house inside and go to the okay. images Um, I don't know. I don't even know how I'm going to get you to this page. There is three quarters of the way down the slider. There's a thing for an article from money. I don't know if you're going to be able to find it. What what's the picture of the picture is of the inside before it was fucked with and it's a dining room oh. table. Oh. Oh. Okay. Because you you need to see these pictures. Mm. Oh, the the oval shaped table with the six chairs around it? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and No, like that's going to be app. Yeah. The door is like cracked open in the picture. Yeah. Okay. Click on that. It should take you to money.com with the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch house is for sale. No, it takes me to Pinterest. Fuck. All right. Hang on. Wait a minute. Let me put. Well, that didn't help. Okay, so go back out to Google and just do a, a search for money.com space Brady Bunch House. It's going to be the first one. Mm, nope. No? Now it's showing me Tom Brady's house. Wait, Brady Bunch. Yeah, Brady money.com Brady Bunch House. Yeah, not seeing it. Fucking really? All right. <laughs> All right, then type this in. Money.com uh-huh. forward slash Brady dash bunch dash house dash for dash sale. Wait, slow down. Money.com <laughs> slash Brady. 
Brady. Dash. Slash or dash? Dash with a D. Dash, okay. Bunch. Dash. House. Uh-huh. Dash. Four. Uh-huh. Dash. Sale. No. Okay. Did you get wow. it? Wow. Okay. Yep. So, 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 scroll down to the first picture. Yep, I see it. Okay. Then there's a picture of the house from the outside. Then there's a picture of the piano. You, yep. see, you see that one? Okay. Oh yeah, that's now, beautiful. Now scroll down to the furniture to the pink bedroom. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do remember that from the, from the series <laughs> because they were making fun of the of the wallpaper, and I think they saved a piece of it to um to frame how, to remember it by. How do you get a bread a bedspread that matches the fucking wallpaper? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I honestly maybe think that the Brady Bunch thing was an improvement over some of this. Yeah. That's fucking hideous. Yeah, that's kind of frightening. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. There you go. That's that's totally bizarre. <laughs> yeah. What else did you watch this week? Um, I finished up the after party. Yeah. Which was good. Okay. Um, I watched, uh, a new series called One Piece. You're you're watching the anime? Which is based on, well, it's live action. Live action, yeah. 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 I mean, I kind of liked it. Really? It's not a great show it's got some really cool production design in it and and character design so right. it's only what seven eight episodes yeah something like that so yeah so i i went through that um i also in a in a i was trying to find a movie that I thought was on Prime that was um, a science fiction that it was kind of like this is if so-and-so had done Star Wars and I couldn't remember the name of it I went scrolling through you know recent recent editions and all that shit and you know nothing came up so I ended up watching Masters of the Universe with oh, Dolph Lundgren and, and uh, um, Frank Langella 
Courtney Cox yep. and Franklin Jolla and Courtney Cox. And I'm just wondering how big of a money truck did they back up to Frank Langella? It's that weird thing about getting Shakespearean actors to play movie villains. Right. So it's like, it. I mean, it, it was a stupid ass movie. I mean, and that- really had very little to do with the, t- with the cartoon. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes place on earth and not Eternia. The, there's this magical key that Billy Barty's running around with and like yep um that it's a synthesizer yeah that the kid plays as an instrument yeah yeah and like i it came out at a time when sci-fi was getting to the point where within reason they could do what um the directors were asking for and I, I, I want to, from what I remember, the reason why it's set on earth is because they didn't have the budget to keep it on Eternia. So, you know, oh, well, that's obvious. It, it winds up here because, you know, money issues. Um, but I bet you they went to Frank Langella and was like, look at how popular the cartoon is. Look at how many action figures are selling. Um, if you get into this, there'll be multiple movies and you can keep coming back. And they probably just were offering him a shitload of money. And if, I don't know if you've watched to the very end, but it's one of the first movies to have an after credit scene. No, uh, yeah. Um, I kind of remember it, but it was pretty forgettable. Skeletor pops up at the end because do you think that he man kills Skeletor and he looks in the camera and says, I'll be back. Ah, and it's like, it's like, wow. Okay. Boy, was he wrong. So they were, they were expecting like a trilogy and that that's probably how they sold it to him. Right. I mean, he's probably the best part of the movie. I mean, he's he's going for being oh, skeletal. Oh yeah. Definitely. And here's a little bit of trivia for you. <laughs> okay. The actress who plays the sorceress, Christina Pickles, went on to play Courtney Cox's mother on Friends. Oh, that's right. She did, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wonder if that's where their relationship began. I want you to be my mom. <laughs> I mean... Uh, see, I mean, but Courtney Cox isn't even really identifiable in that. Well, it's because she looks nothing like she does now. Right. But, I mean, that would be one of those things. If Courtney Cox was ever somewhere signing autographs, you bring her the He-Man poster to sign because that's probably the one thing that she doesn't want to sign. That's probably the one thing she's like, you know, that was before I was a star and I just took anything that I could, but it also stars a young, um, Robert Duncan McNeil who went, wound up being on Star Trek Voyager. Right. So like lots of people got their start And, and, um, Strickland from Back to the Future is in it, isn't he? Oh, he's gone. 
Please stand by. Oh, you back? Did I come back? Who's back? Can you hear me? John? John? <laughs> Hello? Well, this hasn't happened in a while. Um, I'll try calling you back if you can hear me. All right, let's try calling him back. All right, well, um, John just let me know that power went out at his place, so he's got no internet, so I guess we're going to end it here. Um, so anyway, um, I guess that is it for this week. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on uh, Facebook and YouTube and let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. Have a good week. Bye-bye.